Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Coming to you live from the Great Hall in Toronto, Canada, it's Long Night with Vish Khanna. Tonight, Vish welcomes game designers Mare Shepard and Reagan Burns and musician Sean Hatton. Your house band is The Bicycles. My name is James Keast, and here's your host, Vish Khanna. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Long Night. My name is Vish, and we have... A great show for you tonight, but before we go much further, how about another hand for the bicycles and James Keith? Thank you very much. James, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. It's nice to have you here on the show. Thanks for having me. So we're talking about uh, video games today. Yep. And independent music. How I love one of those things. You only like one of those things. I only like video games. You're a big video game guy. Yeah, that's the secret. I've been editing a magazine for 25 years about something that I'm not. You're that, the editor-in-chief yeah. of Exclaim Magazine, which is one of, Can- one of Canada's uh, only we- national music <laughs> magazines. There's another one. I dare not say I, its name. Anyway. I, I literally don't know what you're talking about. Music Works, the other one. They're oh, great. They're available in like six outlets. Anyway, this is not <laughs> meant anyway, to be a thing. that's not that. My point is... 100,000 copies. You guys have 100,000 copies? The is it going to be this? It's going to be this <laughs> thing where you make on. fun of people? But interestingly, uh, your music magazine, uh, until relatively recently, had a section devoted to video games. Sure, yeah. Why did you feel compelled to do that? Well, I mean, in terms of we like to kind of cover all the nerdy aspects of popular culture. So we cover film, uh, we cover stand up comedy. Uh, we cover video games, you know, you know, anything the kids are into, basically. Okay. So you, but you obviously felt that video games were important yeah, to, the, to the culture. Sure. Yeah. Definitely. Oh, okay. Well, we, uh, we're going we're gonna to explore that today a little bit. As I say on the show, we, we begin our exploration of this topic in a new segment that we like to call Killing Time on Long Night by talking to members of the studio audience. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, I understand that uh, one of you is named Mitch. Yeah, that's me. Oh, hey Mitch, how you doing? I'm good, how are you? Good, I'm Vish, and uh, the other one of you is Josh. 
That's me. Hey, Josh, how you doing? Good, how are you? Now, you guys uh, like video games? From time to time. What kind of video games do you play? I like to play, like, story. Get a nice story gets me going, or some heavy action headshots. Are you hitting on me right now? <laughs> it just seems like a little more seductive an explanation than we require for this segment. Why are you, why are you talking like You're this? You're such a beautiful man, it's I, hard to look away, you know? I've been told that I look quite lovely, everyone. I, uh... <laughs> and you, sir, what about you? Uh, I like uh, roguelike video games, kind of procedurally generated over like 20 to 40 minutes, kind of short experiences. You have a very specific needs. Yeah. But, needs uh, and wants. A lot of people like them. Okay, yeah. I so think how often do you play video games in a day? Uh, probably... In a day. In a day? I'd say like maybe, maybe once a day, kind of just to unwind. Did I, did I phrase that wrong? How many hours a day are you spending on Hour, video games? Probably uh, two to three, not like the, the largest amount. Two to three hours yeah. a day just playing video games? Yeah. Wow. Okay, are your parents proud of you for uh, all that? Uh, probably not. No, probably not. Now, do either of you pay attention to the music in a video game? Like, is it important? I think it adds a very important element. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, the video games is like, you know, the, the sound in general is what creates the environment, and it really makes you feel like you're a part of the experience, right? Right. So I think it's uh, music and the sound effects are a very important part of the immersion. I feel immersion. like at the end of every one of your sentences, you should say ribbed for her pleasure. That's what I think. <laughs> That's how it feels. Ribbed for your pleasure, Yeah, maybe. okay, thank you. Yeah, I gotta get a haircut. Everyone's hitting on me. Um, all right, well, uh, would you guys be willing to play a video game throughout tonight's episode? Let's do it. Are you both willing to do this? Yes. Okay. Just this for you, great. though. So you, we, have, we, we happen to have a monitor set up over there with a console, and we're going to play uh, one of the games. I believe, are we playing an N-plus game? Is that the plan? Yeah, I think we're playing a game that was uh, designed by one of our guests tonight. So you'll, you'll go play the game, and we'll check in with you periodically, okay? Let's do it. All right, I figured you were going to say that. <laughs> we're going to take a short break, and when we return, gaming experts and developers, Mare Shepard and Reagan Burns, and multifaceted gaming guy and accomplished musician, Sean Hatton, will all be here. Thanks for watching Long Night, everyone. We'll be right back. Promotional consideration provided by Long and McQuaid Musical Instruments, serving musicians in Canada since 1956, with 75 locations from coast to coast. Visit long-mcquaid.com for info on cities, stores, and services. Welcome back to Long Night. Uh, it's uh, now time for us to check in with our gamer. All right. Uh, Thanks, Vish. I'm over here at the Game Corner. Yes, James. And uh, so far, there's some uh, jumping. Jumping and uh, getting of uh, buttons. There was some initial confusion about doors and a couple, there were, honestly, I have to be fair, there were a couple deaths but uh, things seem to be going better now. All right, as long as there's not too many casualties, uh, what are the gamers uh, thinking right now? They're uh, 
Mitchell, how are you doing over there? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. It's a lot of fun. Okay, good. And, and uh, I'm hesitate to ask Josh because I always feel slightly I'm violated afterwards. concentrating right now. I want to look at you, but I have to play the game. Okay. Some divided attention true, over here. True boyfriend of mine. Okay, thank you very much. Thank you very much. All right, we'll check in with the gamers uh, periodically. That's great. How about a hand for the gamers and James over there? All right, let me introduce you all to tonight's guests. In the year 2011, Mayor Shepard and Reagan Burns founded MetaNet Software, an award-winning indie game development company best known for its N and N++ games. Sean Hatton, also known as MegaShawn, is a vibrant producer, host, writer, composer, designer, publicist, event planner, promoter, and creative campaign manager who is well-versed in gaming. That was a lot of stuff. We're so happy they're all here tonight, so please welcome Mayor Reagan and Sean to Long Night. Thank you. Nice to have you here. Good to be here. Thank you, Mayor Reagan and Sean. How are you guys all doing? Good. Great. Pretty good. Good. Welcome to the show. And uh, I guess before we go too much uh, further, uh, Sean, what the hell? What are, you, what are you wearing? So I was going to wear a suit and tie, but then I didn't want to confuse people because, like, they're already going to be confused that there's two brown guys on the stage. Right. Um, not normal for talk shows. That's really. true. That's um, true. So I decided to go with something a little more musician, seeing as I'm the musician on the panel here today. Right. So I, know, I rock do want star kind of you know, sure whatever. So you got a little bit of Andre 3000 okay. from Outcast, uh, but in order to uh, not confuse white people about brown people, you chose to dress mostly like one of the most famous brown beings of all time, yes. Chewbacca. Yes. Uh, well, another reason for this, I do like this hoodie. It's very cozy, um, but the last time I was here, I was freezing. So um, I was the last time you were here. We've never done this show before. What are you talking about? You just hang out uh, in our yes. studio? Yes, I was. Uh, <laughs> I was here last week. Okay, and uh, it was very cold down here. That's, this explains so, the smell. Okay, yeah. well, I'm glad you're you're okay now, <laughs> and your shoes are great too. Yeah. You look good, Thank if you. I might say. Yeah. Now let's start with uh, Mayor and Reagan. I mentioned you started uh, MetaNet Software, right? 2001, actually. Well, was it 2001? Oh yeah. Why did I say 2011? I, I thought I saw that on your website. Well, uh, no, I should say 2001. Then. Is it my fault that I screwed it up? I'm sorry. I mean, That's we've okay. been in, it's we've been around for so long. I think maybe you were just shocked. Yes, 2001. So you've been at this a long time. Yeah. Okay. Can you talk about how, how and why you started your company? Sure. So we met in university. We were both taking a Java programming class. And I guess we just figured um, software programming is super boring. And we sort of bonded over the fact that we both really hated it, but we liked games. And we also have a lot of other interests, like Reagan makes music, and I do art, and we both really like film. Right. And we just started playing other games and noticing that a lot of games that were really great and you know were you know proper games real games were made by really small teams of just students one or two people you know just doing what they love so we thought oh well i mean maybe we could do it maybe we should just try and see what happens right and you mentioned that you're into films and, and reagan's into music you saw the potential for some kind of cross-platform creation 
in video games, right? Yeah, yeah, because there's a chance for you to use all your skills. Like yeah. we can incorporate art and music and programming, and we can do basically whatever we want with that. So yeah. it's really liberating. And there were games that we started thinking about that didn't exist yet. So we thought, why don't we just try to make them? Okay. Now, what are some distinctions between the games that you make at MetaNet and some giant, huge games? You know, like we hear about all the big mm -hmm. games, but Reagan, what are some distinctions? Uh. I think mainly just the size of the team has a huge impact because with when you only have one or two people, you can really feel that person's personality come out in the game. You know, it's like everything is sort of personal. It's it's when you're when you have a team of like 200 people making a really big game. Yeah. It's like one there's one person whose only job is like I'm painting everyone's fingernails or eyebrows or whatever. And it it's kind of it's it's just less of a unique, distinct, weird thing. And also, when you're like a small team, you can afford to take risks. If, if you're paying 200 people, you can't spend a year or two on some crazy idea that might not work out. Right. But if you're just working on it in your spare time, then you totally can. And that's why a lot of the most interesting, weird, quirky games are made by very small teams right. that can and, be agile. And then the interface, you talk about kind of the minimal number of people working on any given game at a company like yours. The interface, as we can see by the game that uh, these guys are playing over here, relatively minimal, kind of sparse-looking game. It's not a lot of heavy graphic detail kind well, of stuff. Well, it could be. We made uh, that choice deliberately because we thought, I mean, first of all, we really like a minimalist aesthetic, but also N++ is really challenging and you kind of need to be able to focus. So we thought better to pare away everything else and let you do what you got to do. So we made right. that choice particularly, but I think even some small teams just put more focus on the graphics or more detail into the graphics. Right. and. That's how they help their game be distinguished from the multitude of other games out there. So it just depends on where you want to put your focus. Okay. We're definitely playing to our strengths. Yeah. But yeah, we just love print graphic design. And yeah. games don't really feature that kind of look, that really smooth anti-alias vector art. Right. So. Yeah, we think that's gorgeous. Right. So. Well, you mentioned the word focus there. And I just listed every single job that Sean has ever had, <laughs> right? Those are all things you have listed on your website as current <laughs> vocational attributes. Why do you do everything you do? Um, mostly to keep out of trouble, to be honest, uh, and also because it's fun. And I'm the kind of person who I, I always want to do something different, uh, something that's a little bit different from something that I've just already done. So that's why I've been in so many different fields, uh, dabbled here and there, and uh, I found that uh, throughout my, uh, I guess, creative or professional life, uh, one of the constants is music. So, um, I'm very... Is music like the first thing that you set out to do? No, it was actually journalism. Oh. Um, but I've always been in like little bands here and there uh, while still having a real job, so to speak. You sound a lot like me. Like, did your parents want you to be a doctor, a lawyer, or something? My, well, brown parents, right? Yes, yeah, that's doctor, what I'm saying. Lawyer. Uh, it's always doctor, a lawyer. Yeah, always. Yeah, or and... a estate agent. Um, or real estate agent. Yeah, my, my dad's always right. like, why, why don't you get into real estate? Man? Yeah, yeah. That's my mom's question. like, Faisal Susiwala sold another house, and I just plugged his stupid realty company now. God damn it. And now I'm going to hear about how he sold all this other property. Jeez. It's annoying. Brown parents are the worst. Yeah, well, uh, my parents aren't, aren't disappointed in me, which is good. Oh, um, well, you're one up on me. No, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, they loaned me a car to get here tonight, actually. Wow. Okay. 
Uh, every now and then I do have car trouble, and my dad is a good backup. Boy. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got my back. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they were great. Uh, you know, when I was growing up and, and in college, I would have friends come over. I played drums initially, and so, so did I. Yeah, and, and so like when you when you play drums, uh, you can't really just take your stuff to someone else's house. Everyone's got to come to your place because. And also, it's, it's just a pain in the butt to uh, set up drums. You know what a white woman once said to me? I'm sorry, guys. You know what a white woman once said to me? This is getting a little... Well, I'm just saying. I, she found out uh, that I played drums, and she saw me play drums, and, she's like, and her husband was like, he's a pretty good drummer. And she said, you must have learned how to play tabla when you were a kid, right? <laughs> a white person said this to me. Can you believe white people? How about a boo for white people, everyone? <laughs> I'm making it weird, but, uh, <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> sorry, we've gone on a couple of tangents and we we're probably running out of time, but, but continue. Uh, so yeah, music has always been uh, a part of my life in some way, and when I was able to uh, finally connect with like an indie game developer and make music with him for his video game, that's when I realized like, wow, music can be more than just, you know, maybe having a gig once a month and getting paid 50 bucks. like you can actually make money as a game musician yeah. because they have contracts and funds from the government, et cetera, and, and game royalties and all that. And so it's actually um, a viable career uh, option for folks. Yeah, I want to get into that more uh, while, we're, while we have you here tonight. But the, the one thing that I, I was going to ask, and maybe you kind of just spoke to it, is in mainstream culture, my, and I didn't really know this until the last few years, in mainstream culture, gaming is a huge business, right? Like, it's big, big business. How does it, like, I don't know if you can speak to this, Reagan. How, how does gaming, in terms of an industry, relate to the things we normally associate with making money? You know, like indie rock or uh, a pop-up restaurant. Like, what, is it, is it a big money business? Is it as big as we yeah, think? Yeah, it's definitely, like, I, I remember a few years ago, it was, like, the first year that the, Games gross. It, they, there's more revenue from games than movies than Hollywood. Yeah, and like because in the industry that was everyone's like woo games. Uh, but and so I mean I guess it's it's big uh, in terms of money. It definitely feels like it's still in terms of the size of the audience. It's still less mainstream than something like music or movies. Like yeah. those are sort of everyone is into those. Right? And it's really weird if you're like oh I don't listen to music. That's kind of pretty strange. But right. there are lots of people that still don't play games. It's like now that everyone's using their phones and stuff, it's definitely spread. It's, there's less of a stigma than like 10 or 20 years ago. Right. But it's, I feel like culturally it's still not as mainstream, but it's definitely moving in that direction. Okay. Now, Mayor, uh, you and I spoke uh, about a year ago or something on my podcast, so I, I know a little bit about this, but I had no idea how strong Toronto's gaming community really was as an infrastructure, can you, in relation to other cities, is Toronto a leader uh, among gaming communities? or is yeah, it, yeah, I would say um, there's just so much going on here, so many people making games, and so many people making different kinds of games. Like there are, I think, I mean, there are people making games all over the world, but we have a pretty special community here. It feels like you can, have a great conversation with someone else who's making games and be inspired by them and you know like we we share feedback with each other and it's really supportive and welcoming and it's awesome and i think because i mean it, it might have developed in part because we didn't have as many big big studios right. here so we all sort of you know just 
managed to scrape together something ourselves. And I think that creates a real sense of community because we're kind of all in this together and right. we can help each other survive. And it just feels really good to make games here. Okay. Well, we're going to take a quick break because uh, we're a little short on time and I need to get my dad his car back. Uh, we'll be back with more from our gaming and music panel. Uh, no flipping. Stay where you are. Stay where you are. Thank you very much. Promotional consideration for Long Night provided by Encore Records, my surrogate home as a child. It's based in Kitchener, Ontario. Visit EncoreRecords.ca. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. For more information. Nice. Uh, we're back here on Long Night with our guests, Mayor Shepard, Reagan Burns, and Sean Hatton. And uh, we, were, we were discussing gaming and music. And uh, we have a couple people playing a video game right now. I think we should check in on our gamers. That's what that music means. Thanks, Fish. I'm over here in White Guy Corner, where the video game playing continues apace. And uh, I have to say, uh, things have taken a little turn for the challenging. This game is not as simple as it first appears. <laughs> there are like bouncy trampoline things that fling you into the ceiling and you uh -huh. die. There are spinning razor blades everywhere. Uh, the guys might need some advice. So, oh, okay. Well, uh, we happen to have. Do you have, have any questions from the creators of the game who could potentially help you uh, in this endeavor? Uh, Josh, do you want to start? You got any? Uh... What IQ do you need to beat this game all the way through? I I will say, guys, is there an IQ limit or? Uh... Not really. I I will say just from watching this, I'm gonna say that. Uh... The two or three hours a day that Mitch is spending on the couch are paying off. <laughs> I don't know what Josh is doing. <laughs> what? Mayor. <laughs> Mayor, if you look over to the N++ Mitch, plus zone, questions? uh, newly named the White Guy Corner, can you tell us what you see there? Like, what should they be doing with the, with the game? Uh, well, it looks like they're playing in race mode, which is uh, competitive multiplayer, so They're right playing now, in race mode because they're in white guy corner. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything. I but, understand. You know. I understand. So, um, right now they're just trying to uh, win the level. Right. Getting to the exit, the exit, exit, exit the first. 
And then when you get to the exit, you become a rocket and you can fly around and kill the other person, so. You There's can rocket murder perk. them. That's the best yes. part of the game is the rocket murder. Okay, right, so, the, because the game's not challenging enough as it is. Well, yeah. We thought we would just you, add that little. You turn into a rocket, or yeah. you? Well, oh, you a, get rocket to appears. a rocket appears. Yeah. A rocket appears, yeah. and you're in the rocket. You're controlling it. It makes way less sense when we try to talk about it. Yeah. I feel like I'm more we confused the with the explanation. No, okay, James. It makes perfect sense if you're just playing it. Okay. All right, James. Uh, should we check in with you later? Yes, please come back to the zone, and uh, we'll get another uh, progress report. And that's the end of our check-in with the gamers in the white guy N++ zone. <laughs> Thanks, guys. That was, uh, that was helpful, I, I have to say. That was, that was a helpful thing. <laughs> oh, first of all, we were talking about Toronto Gaming. And you wanted to mention an organization. Yes, Toronto is the home of the first arts organization dedicated to video games called the Hand-Eye Society, which we're co-founders, but the yeah. mastermind behind it is in the crowd, actually, Jim Monroe. I can't see him right Jim, now. Jim, I think I saw Jim earlier. Jim, are you still here? Oh, yep, that's awkward. Is. is he here? Yeah, he's, he's hiding. Yeah, Anyways, it's definitely, uh, and I think, actually, Toronto was also another Jim project, home to the first indie arcade cabinets, where, like, games made in Toronto were put in arcade cabinets for one of the, like, we launched, like, four years ago. Oh, I see what ago, you're saying. Oh, okay. Which, both of these things have inspired other people around the world to make their own indie arcade cabinets and start their own arts organizations. So Toronto, in you know, lots of ways, Toronto is, is leading the pack, but in, in particular you're saying there's some real gaming innovations going on here. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. You I could didn't... say we've got it going on. Oh yeah, you could say that. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't have said wow, it. It's, it's yeah. an insight. I wouldn't, what does that mean? It's the official slogan of the Ontario Media Development Corporation, which is, Anyways, it's like a game. It's it's a very cheesy bad slogan. It's because Ontario O N on. Oh, okay. It's a very bad pun. I'm okay. sorry. It shouldn't have said it. Government slogan. It's, yeah, it's my fault for following up on that. Yeah, <laughs> it's probably my fault. Now, uh, I, so I, I have to confess, like I have you all here, and I'm asking these super interesting questions, but I haven't been an avid gamer since like third year university. Someone stole my Sega Genesis console. That's the last time I've really played. That's heartbreaking. Is it though? I used to have a, a, a specific move in the NHL hockey game. Oh yeah? It was called the Enerine. You deke one way, then you pull back, roof it. <laughs> I'd, always, I'd always score. It's classic. The, yeah. the, move that, the move that you can always depend on is like looping around the back of the net, coming back to the top of the right. circle. I never did in. that. I like the Enerine. That was my move. Oh, you ever play those games? Yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, they, were they good games? Did you like those games? NHL 93 yeah, that's really was the pinnacle of the series. There's been like a thousand entries since then. Yeah. Now they just uh, they come out obviously still every year. They could update the roster online, and, and they do throughout the season. Uh, but they come out with another big title you each guys, year. Would you ever make a sports game? Like, yeah, know. actually, I, uh, we, we've been talking about making our own hockey game because, just to disagree, the problem with NHL 93 is that it's so easy to score in these cheap ways, and it's just 2000, NHL 2001. I just told you about the intervene. That was my the, favorite move. It was NHL great. 2001, is because it's still arcadey like those old ones, but they made it so that it's, there aren't any cheap ways of scoring. It's, it's a way... It's, but it's I like the cheap ways of scoring. That was the whole charm of the game. The I ice. always win. Yeah. Which is like, Hit the Ice was like the NBA jam of oh, hockey games. Yeah. yeah. Andrew knows. <laughs> okay, I, anyway, my point is, I'm a little outside of this, whatever this is. And I, what am I missing out on? What are people who don't play video games regularly, what are we missing out on in our lives? I mean, clearly... Can, can I take this one? Yeah, sure. First of all, yeah. escapism. 
because the world is so terrible for the most part. You need something, you need art to enjoy whatever little bit of time you've got left before the doomsday clock advances, not to be morbid. Part of the reason why not I do so much stuff- Not to be morbid, is that how you end yeah, yeah. Well, part of the reason why I do so much stuff is because I know one day I'm not gonna be here and I'm not gonna be able to do anything, so I might as well do it now while I can, right? You might so, as well do it now by yeah. spending hours playing video games. So yeah, play video games, make video games, make music, make comic books, do what feels good. If, if you, what you're doing is putting positivity out in the world in some small way, even if just one person picks up on it and enjoys it, then it's worth doing. Right. Um, but yeah, what you're missing out on on video games, especially like Toronto made video games, is a whole lot of uh, interesting um, storytelling, lots of different game dynamics that really weren't around uh, even 10 years ago. Like the scene in Toronto is one that is just so um, diverse even, where you've got like a big studio like Ubisoft obviously moved in about five years ago and there's a whole bunch of small indie studios from you know two person teams, one person teams to like 30 people right. in a small studio just making amazingly great games. You've got uh, Cappy games, Drinkbox games, right. MetaNet, tons of uh, Tons of very talented developers. You mentioned a couple of companies there that I became aware of. I'm a music person, like I love music, and what really piqued my interest, like I mentioned, I'm, I don't, I'm not immersed in this world, but how I got into it was some of my friends who are musicians uh, found new livelihoods scoring video games, and, I, and like they sell thousands of copies of vinyl records for soundtracks to video games. That's phenomenal, and, and they're, meanwhile they're proper records, if you will, eh, no one's buying them. So <laughs> that's like the passion there is very fascinating to me. Mayor, can you talk about why underground music and indie gaming seem to have meshed? I think, I mean, there's definitely a similar um, maybe way of life, it seems. So for small indie game developers, we kind of get the opportunity to do whatever it is we feel like doing. No matter, we don't have to think about appealing to a broad mainstream audience. We can do something weird or really niche or just whatever feels right um, and not really worry about that. And I think it, it's probably similar in music where you can just focus on exactly what it is you want to do. And so it kind of feels like naturally those two things go together really well. And yeah. you know, you can, it's just very expressive and since you know, more and more people can make games these days. It's easier and easier to make games. And I think similarly in music, you just get more and more opportunities to hear such a diversity of people, hear from a diversity of people, hear what they want to say. It's, it's just, it's a great way to kind of create an experience that we haven't really seen before and explore it to whatever end. So. Right. Does that resonate with you, Reagan, and, and, and Sean as well? I mean, you're both musicians, uh, I think, First. I'm, not, I'm not a real musician. Sean's an actual. I, I just like it's like I, I dabble. You dabble. I dabble, and I'm a big fan. Like I, I'm super into uh, like following like music, keeping up with the latest. Who's your bands. favorite uh, musician? I can't. I can't do it. I can't. I can't even pick a genre, a favorite genre. I, I would say Function is amazing uh, electronic musician. That that's that's another thing. I got corrected on this today because a lot of my friends are indie rockers. Seem to be a lot of electronic music that works with video games particularly well. In fact, my indie rock friends seem to now be electronic musicians. <laughs> They've changed lanes all of a sudden. Why, why is that the thing? It's just 
digital interface, digital music? Yeah, I think the, uh, the barrier for getting into it is definitely a lot lower than it was, um, you know, with the first synthesizers that came out that would cost as much as a car. Now you can pick up like a used microcorg for 300 bucks and start making electronic sounding stuff fairly easily. You can pick up software that does the same thing. Um, and, you know, for a lot of your friends who are indie musicians, chances are they've been playing guitar or whatever since around high school. Right. So they've got the chops already, and those are skills that you can easily uh, transpose to another instrument. You know, right. once you know the notes, you kind of get the feel for what sounds good, and usually, um, you know, what sounds good as a rock song will also sound good as a blippy uh, yeah, yeah. NES sounding yeah. song. So. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate this discussion. We, I, we have to take another break. I'm being told we have to take another break, but uh, we'll take this short break. We'll be back with more in a moment. Please stick around. Promotional Consideration is brought to you by Sappy Fest 12, taking place August 4th to 6th in the year 2017 in beautiful downtown Sackville, New Brunswick. Music, art, culture, and swamp magic. Visit sappyfest.com for more info. on Long Night, and uh, we have a bit of time left uh, before the end of the show. Uh, we, it's now time, I believe, I'm being told we have to check in on the gamer. Let's go over to the N++ white zone and find out what's happening. James. We're over here enjoying some escapism, just playing with our second favorite joysticks. Uh, things are, are going well generally. I would say that uh, the mood of the room has turned a little bit to the cursing recently, so I think we're reaching some harder levels. Uh, James, may I interject? Is it a, a muttering kind of cursing, or is it Oh, a no, no, this is loud, enthusiastic audible. cursing. okay, all right. Uh, we were concerned that some mics were gonna pick it up over there. I think we're okay now here is it, is it, in the escapism zone. Is it Mitchell or Josh doing most of the cursing? My money is on Josh. Uh, it seems to be fairly equal from both camps. Okay, all right. And is it a, is it a colloquialism? Is it, is it something you can understand? Is it specific to a region? What, how would you describe the cursing? I would say uh, generalized Canadian swearing. Okay, all right, all right, that's good to know. And, and what about the game itself? What's going on uh, behind you on the screen? Uh, there seems to be more regular death imminently, and then also I have to say there's been a little bit of a distraction because the interviewers have, interviews have been really interesting, and I think the guy's been kind of just trying to listen to both. So, oh, wow. So we may have some divided attention, or they might not be that good at this. Okay, uh, uh, Mitchell, uh, let me ask you, uh, what, how have you found the interviews over in the uh, interview zone? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they've been uh, so interesting. It's hard to uh, constantly beat Josh at this game. When you, when, I see. When you normally, when you're playing video games, you're just immersed in the soundscape of the game. There's you got your headphones on. Right. You're just on your bed, just playing some games. I don't need to know where you do it. I don't need. To, I, I don't want to know. I don't know what's with these two guys. Everything's a little weird. Josh, what about you? How are you doing? I'm losing a lot. I know. Um, no, you mean at the game? Sorry, I meant yeah. something else. Sorry, I'm very mean. I, I don't mean to be mean. It's just the, my upbringing. My parents uh, are great. Anyway, uh, what's going on? 
Mitchell's uh, played this game before, so he's got a hand uh, uh, above me. You know, he's he's got some skill level that I'm not used to. Okay. Well, uh, and you're are you now? Are you adversaries? I know before you were sharing a joystick, uh, but now, yeah. See, I didn't like it either. That's we've why we've got our hands on our own joysticks. Okay. Now. All right. I'm gonna stop doing that. That's disgusting. Okay. Well, uh, thanks so much for checking in, and good luck with the rest of the game. And and that's how we play. Let's go check in on the N++ white zone. All right. All right. Now, uh, we don't have a lot of time left on the uh, show, so I thought I would just ask you all uh, on the panel final thoughts about uh, the future. Hopes, dreams, what do you think is going to happen in gaming? Innovations that you're looking forward to in the next while? Maybe stuff you're working on? You mentioned you might want to do some kind of sports game. Uh, let's start with Sean uh, first. Uh, Sean, what are you working on? What do you hope uh, is coming down the line? Well, I hope that uh, the game that I finished scoring over the summer, which is called Sometimes Always Monsters, sees a successful, uh, hopefully imminent release because it's been uh, worked on for quite some time. Um, and then we're looking to also release that game soundtrack on vinyl, so I'm looking forward to oh. selling thousands of those. And, and, and your, your musical moniker for that? Uh, I'm part of Laser Destroyer team for that, so I work with a few other musicians, uh, some friends of mine. Um, Laser Destroyer team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, my friend Keith came up with that, and we're like, what should we call ourselves? He's like, let's call ourselves Laser Destroyer team. I'm like, all right. Yeah, cool. And you didn't have a follow-up? No, I mean, uh, I, I didn't care. I mean, the music, I felt that the uh, music spe spoke for itself. Laser and then, Destroyer uh, team. Laser Destroyer team kind of, kind of felt like Voltron-ish. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm like, yeah, I can get behind okay. that. Okay, yeah. that sounds good. And, and Reagan and Mary, are you working on things together or separately? What's going on? Uh, together. I mean, I guess we do little sketches on our own stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. Yeah, we're actually, we're still trying to finish N++. It's been like... We've been releasing like updates, and we're like the last yeah. final big one that's going to like double the size of the game is coming out next. So month. these guys are playing what? They're the launch version, like the original. Of uh, they're just playing N. Yeah, no, no, no they're, they're playing, playing N plus plus. N plus plus, but it's like not the real. That's thing. That's the thing. It's like these these. No, it's the real thing. Yeah, no, no. Oh, it's sorry, just like, I didn't mean to offend you. I don't know how to talk. Really this isn't my culture. You got, I'm a stranger yeah, in a strange yeah, yeah, land. No, it's it's a, like releasing the game is like that's just the start. It's like then you have to every month. Release new stuff for the game to keep you know keep the, the same game. Yeah, yeah. You gotta this keep that like, momentum going. You know. This is like the life of Pablo. It's like you just keep fixing the game, even though it's already circulating. Yeah. yeah. I mean, in our case, it's it's kind of like we made the original. I got a weird reaction with my Kanye West reference. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why I'm doing this pointing thing. That's weird. <laughs> like a sprinkler. Anyway, please. What is? Oh no, just like. Definitely, we've been making versions of N since 2004, so we're definitely done. Like, this is the whole point of this one is like, I feel like let's make the, it the best yeah. version. Like, let's make it so good we will never. We're not even tempted to try to tinker with it. Okay, you sound like a man in denial. Complete yeah. denial. We're done. It's, it's done. It's fine. It'll be fine. One, one day it will be done. Okay, and well, hopefully soon. And where can people learn more about uh, your game? Uh, nplusplus.org. Or just spelled out. Yes, nplusplus.org. Oh, because yeah. you couldn't have the ad. We're not signs. really very good at naming. Yeah, games. the naming is um, not ideal. They tell their thing "Laser Destroy Team" that's or whatever. Awesome name. That's a great Google name. That. Oh, I'm sorry. That's a good name. I just yeah. right. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> it always ends badly. The show. When you start Google N plus plus, you get a lot of programming blogs. Right. Exactly. That's. But you don't want. Why didn't you just give it a different name? Well, we it tried. Fit. We tried I every a, symbol. I have an, infinity I, n squared. I have an idea. The white zone. 
For more information about our guests tonight, follow them on Twitter and follow me too. Uh, that's that's the show. That's it. We have, we we're done. We're done the show. You can get the stuff done. And thanks again to everyone involved in making the show happen, including you and the audience and watching us right now. We'll see you next time. Good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you very much. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.